Hi guys, welcome to the Acatas Podcast. My name is Acata and a happy, happy Valentine's Day. It's a season to show love, it's a season to spread light, and it's a season to be happy. But truly, at this time, we're beginning to think, what is love? How do I display love? What is the right means or ways to show love? There are lots of things to discuss today and I have come loaded. In fact, my guest is very, very loaded. I have a guest that is a very delectable young lady. Her name is Success Osasogie Osaratin. She's an ardent reader, a writer, a researcher, family law and cyber law enthusiast and our love doctor for today. Truth be told, I can't wait to hear all of the information, all of the advice, all of the everything that she's here to dish out to us today. If you're listening, do not go anywhere because the first question is about to roll. Success, please. There are lots of definitions of love. In fact, actions, different actions that sometimes we look and we're like, oh, is this really love? What exactly is love? So I want you to help me. Ask, answer that question. What is love? Thank you so much, Mary Kata. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for all you do and you keep doing. We are really grateful and I am really, really grateful. Okay, so the definition is what is love? <laughs> what a beautiful question. <laughs> okay. Like you said, so many definitions there and there, but Okay, before now, I've always known love to be, um, then, years ago, to be, you know, a feeling of affection that, that you have towards somebody. And, but there was a day I questioned that definition. I think most dictionaries actually define love to be a feeling of affection that you have towards somebody. And I questioned that definition because I was like, ah, if I say love is a feeling, that means what about the days where I don't feel like being kind or being nice to someone will i still say i'm in love with that person because feelings do change right yes feelings do change so you can always feel a particular way for the rest of your life there will be times where all oh, things will just have to change and it's it will likely affect your feelings one way or the other so i question the definition like oh love is actually deeper than feelings is way way deeper than feelings because feelings can change but the affection is like case constant it's constant affection is 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 constant there so if i'm to define love in my own words i'll say love is a is a strong force of affection that we have towards somebody anybody is a very strong force when I, I use the word force because it's something that is that is unmovable, that will stand the test of time. That is love. That's what differentiates it from lust and every other kind of love that we that we've we, we've given um, the definition to, to to love. So it's a strong force of affection that we have towards somebody or someone. So I use the word strong force because it's not something that easily changed. Or easily moves no it doesn't easily changes or moves it's a strong force it's it's unmovable and um, irrespective of what happens so and I also I also say it's the it's the absence of self love is void of first uh, of, of 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 self it's not selfish love is not selfish and I, I actually got a division recently from AJS 
and I, I I really agree with that definition that says love is void of self. So I think as as we progress, I will, I will emphasize more on that last definition I just gave. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love how it's progressing. So you made mention of what makes love love like a force, right? What are the ingredients? I'll... I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take note of that particular word. What are the ingredients? Ingredients in quotes. It's true. Because love is really deeper than feelings. So what are the ingredients? We can't talk about love without talking about sacrifice. <laughs> like, honestly, love is sacrificial. And that was why I said I really love the definition by AJS when he said that love is the absence of self. Like, it is void of self. It is not selfish. It's not always me, 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 myself, myself, I, myself, and I. It's way beyond that. So, it's not selfish. So, if you're talking about love, some of the ingredients, one of them, sacrifice. Like, it involves sacrifices. You, you, you definitely, at some point, make sacrifices for people that you, you claim to love. If really you really love them. And it's not always convenient. It's never ever convenient. One of the sacrifices can be giving. Giving your time. Giving your resources. Giving money. These are, these are sacrifices that sometimes they may not be convenient. If it's always convenient for you, it's not, it's not yet a sacrifice. It's when it's not convenient for you. When it's not okay. Like being in a tight corner. But you just have to provide help. At that point in time, it's not convenient. You can easily say, oh, I don't have, and that is it. But if sincerely and genuinely you love someone, you will go the extra mile. How will I really, really do this? How will I be able to support this person's business? How will I really be able to support this person's career? It's not convenient for you, but you just have to go the extra mile. That's love. So love involves sacrifices. We can't talk about love without sacrifices. Like it is core. It is core. And, you know, most times we see ladies having this entitlement mentality. They feel, oh, it's only the male figure that should pick sacrifices. We just think, oh, we should always be receiving. After all, we are receivers. A woman is wired to always receive. Oh, it's true. But at the same time, it's not completely true. Because the other person we're talking about is also a human being. So, sacrifices is not convenient, but you have to create time. You have to provide your money at times. You have to give resources at times. You have to give counsel. So, this is way beyond just saying, I love you, like a feeling, and it ends there. No, what about when you don't feel, you don't feel, you don't feel it, and you have to be there for this person. It's not even convenient for you, and you're not even feeling it at that point in time. It's sacrifices. It's, it's giving. Another ingredient is commitment. You can't say you, you love somebody that you're not committed to, to doing things that are to their best interests. You must be committed to what you, you claim you love. So I say I'm in love with a lady or with a guy. And we are just there. Like, we're just there. It's whenever it's convenient for me, I call. Whenever it's convenient for me, I give. Whenever it's convenient for me, I do whatever I want to do. Oh, let's hang out whenever it's convenient. Oh, I understand that there are some times it will not be convenient for you. But how you also communicate matters. Do you make it look like 
please don't disturb me I'm, this is me this is my time like you can't just come in like how do you communicate it even when it's not convenient matters a whole lot so commitment come to, to, to be committed to the course that you are you you are you you've 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 made up your mind to follow so it's not just enough to say oh i'm in love with this person i want to be in a relationship and that's all no you must be committed to making that relationship work just the same way you want that person to be committed to making it work, you too have to make that commitment. I said commitment compromises. Yes. Compromises. We can't all always be right. Never. And too wrong will never make it right. So there are days where you just have to compromise. Please, reasonable compromises. <laughs> so there are days where you just have to compromise for this person to make things work. You have to just shift grounds. Oh, it's okay. And doesn't necessarily mean that the person was completely wrong or right. Or who is wrong or is who is right. No. But because you want to make this thing work and you, you, you know very well you're in love with this person, you have to make compromises. So I've talked about sacrifices. I've talked about um, commitment. I've talked about compromises. It's very important. Wisdom too. Wisdom. With, a, with wisdom is a house built built and by understanding it's established these are very 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 valuable ingredients that makes love a very strong force wisdom understanding i think this this field i've highlighted will be okay for now because of our time thank you very very much success for that and i have learned something now i used to tell myself ask myself that why is it that marriage is not like roommates why is it that i cannot change my husband after after two years the way we stay in a modern hostel in ambrosali university i used to think it was going to be a lot more fun if after two years we just come together and say ah i'm not doing it again oh, let me be going all my separate ways you know but that this statement that you've made has stopped me that it's true there are really sometimes that I really do not feel like I'm loving this person as much. So I want you to shed more light on the ingredients that makes love, love. Because sincerely, even in relationships that I know of, this morning you just wake up and you're like, I don't like this man again. I want to quit. It happens to me a lot. So what ingredients then makes love much more than just uh an emotion what makes it a force now thank you so much you made a very very important point which happens to be your first and that is sacrifice i want to ask a short question sex is it a sacrifice because i have heard lots of comments oh if you love him what is sex you do it for him you give it to him you know i currently have a case where the client the I shouldn't call her a client, but a lady, a young lady, a virgin, older than 29, 30. And she met a guy and the guy is like, oh, you know what? You have to sleep with me first. And the girl was like, oh, no, I can't. I've been keeping this for my husband. Upon the wedding, we're going to have sex or on the wedding night. And then, you know, this sacrifice thing. If you really love me, you sacrifice for me. Lots of persons have sacrificed their career 
Lots of persons have sacrificed values that they hold dear to their heart just because of love. So I want us to draw a line as to what is sacrifice and what is not, or better still, what can be sacrificed and what cannot be sacrificed. Thank you. Thank you so much. What can be sacrificed and what cannot be sacrificed? And you used an example of sex. Okay, let me start with the question of what can be sacrificed. What can be sacrificed within the context of relationship now we're talking about are those things that will be for the betterment of the relationship. Those things that will advance the relationship. Those things that will build the marriage or the relationship. That will be for the growth of the relationship. That be for the benefit of the relationship or the marriage. Anything outside this shouldn't. Anything that will take your peace and will not make the relationship work even fine and better is not worth it. So you have to sit down and say, what am I sacrificing? Is it going to take away my peace? Is it going to take away my peace? Is it going to ruin me? Is it going to be for the betterment of this relationship or at the end of the day, it's, it's just like we are just playing or just to suit one person but will not be for the growth and the benefit of the relationship. The relationship is two persons in a ship, not just one person. So is this just going to benefit this person and that is all? Or is it going to benefit the relationship itself? So whatever it is that will be beneficial to the relationship... That will not ruin you or your peace is worth sacrificing. So, using an example of sex, sex within the context of marriage is worth sacrificing. Like, it's a big sacrifice. Even when it's not convenient for the man and the woman, they should go the extra, extra to make it work. Like, because it has a way, it's a spice on its own in, in a marriage, within the context of marriage. But outside marriage, hmm, my sister, sex has no benefits. See, let's not deceive ourselves. It's just, it, yes, it's a pleasure and that is that is it. It's just for the pleasure. It's just for the pleasure of it within the context of a relationship now, not marriage. It's just for the pleasure. And you know what? When they say, oh, um, love is blind, it's actually not love that is blind. Love is not blind. Love sees. It sees very well. Love rejoices in the truth, not in the wrong. Love sees. It rejoices when truth prevails. It rejoices in what is right, not what is wrong. So talking about sex outside marriage is what blinds. They say love is blind. It's not love. It's those sexual activities that blinds people. It's those sexual activities and escapades that... That makes people not to see what they are supposed to see in a relationship. The red flags. Why? Because they are overtaken by oh, sexual activities and all that. So sex has a way of just blinding your eyes to critical issues that you should pay attention to in a relationship. You ignore it because you feel you are enjoying, you are having pleasure and that is all. It has a way of just, if care is not taken, t- taking, it has a way of just... You know, blindfolding you to seeing critical issues. It's blind. It has a way of sweeping vital issues that should be paid attention to in a relationship under the carpet. 
like, oh, everything is fine. He will be fine. We will be fine. Let's just, we are okay. You know, coats to an ice cream, all the sexual ice carpets, oh, we are fine. Meanwhile, there are critical issues that should be paid, you know, that should be, be addressed. But sexual activities has a way of just blinding your eyes to those things and make you feel, oh, you are all right, you are okay. At the end of the day, you are satisfied. That is all. How does sex make a relationship really work? It doesn't. It doesn't help a relationship in any way. It's just people being selfish. Oh, just want to feel all right and that is all. But how will it be beneficial to the relationship? How will it make the relationship better? How will it help my career? How will it help your career? How will it help our lives? So sex within the context of a relationship shouldn't be it shouldn't be seen as a sacrifice at all. It's just one person trying to take advantage and be okay and be fine. But in the long run, how does it benefit the relationship? It doesn't. That's what I said. Within the context of marriage, it is very, very beneficial. But it's not even the only weapon in marriage. Mm. That people are having sex does not mean that everything is fine in the marriage. If there are issues that need to be addressed and they are not addressed, that marriage will definitely have issues because issues are being swept under the carpets and they just have sex and that is all. Sex is not love. If sex is love, then all prostitutes should be happily married to whoever they, they normally have sex with. Sex is not love. Sex is not, is, not, is, not, is not an evidence that you love somebody, so you have to give it to the person. If you think it's love, then all prostitutes should be happily married to the, person, the very first man they give their sex to. Like they give sex to rather. Had sex for that matter. You trust them. So there are things that shouldn't be sacrificed. If it will not better the relationship, if it will not be for the growth of the relationship, it shouldn't. And like I said, love rejoices in the truth. Sincerely, I'm learning a lot from this success and I just want to say thank you. Now, there are lots of, uh, for someone like me that is surrounded by young people, young ladies, young guys, I hear some things and I'm like, what's happening so to me, those things are clearly red flags, but I don't know how people get things mixed up. And I'm very happy that we have dealt with um, sacrifice and what you should sacrifice, what you shouldn't sacrifice. But I want you to quickly give us five red flags that when we see, we know that this one is a red flag. I have thousand and one persons that are Christians that know God, that are loving, that are beautiful, but they still make mistakes in relationships, right? So give us five red flags that when we see, we know that this is not it. I understand that people want different things at different times in their lives, but there should be five common red flags that you know that this one is spelling doom from the beginning. Thank you so much, Mary, for this question. Okay, number one, I'll say values. I'll explain them briefly. Two, intimidation. Three, abuse. Four, teachability. Five, absence of peace. And just to also recap on our previous point, selfishness. Values. What do I, what do I mean when I say values as a red flag? When our values do not align, 
like i am thinking this way you are thinking the other way like we are off we are always off whenever we are talking like you are going this way i'm going the other way our values do not align oh one of our values is integrity but you don't see anything with lying and just lying and lying and lying as a way of life you feel oh it's okay to always lie it's okay you don't have to be perfect you know you don't have to what's integrity like you just water down some of my values that i consider core values and principles like they are when when, when i talk about my values they are complete opposite of what you call values my sister you're on the wrong track how can we live? How can we communicate if values do not align? No, where are we going to start the discussion from? If our perception about life is completely different, how are we going to keep a conversation? It's not possible. And don't forget that this relationship we are talking about, a relationship that is held into marriage, right? We are not just playing about. So when we eventually get married, what we keep, what we keep our conversations going? Or you want to be a stranger in your own house? where you can't talk anymore because you know whether you, you have something to say, your husband or your wife has something contrary, or you are always arguing as a result of what values not aligning. So that's a big red flag. You can't, you don't, you can't, shawarma and um, cold stone will not even change it. Let's not, let's not paint it. Values do not align, do not align. It's a red flag. You can't see, you can't communicate if your perception are completely different. Number two, I talked about intimidation. He or she is intimidated by your success, by your growth, or is just intimidated by who you are. You've never even started. The person is already intimidated. It's a red flag. Insecurity is a red flag. The person is just unnecessarily insecure. Or wants to monitor your movements, wants to know where you are every time. You know, intimidated by your success, intimidated by... You know, your beauty, your appearance, he feels insecure, she feels insecure. Or what if they take him from me? What if they take her from me? Completely insecure. It's okay to be jealous, but it is it is not okay to be insecure. Like you are obsessed. Oh, this person, this person, oh, I don't want you know, that's that's completely off. It's a red flag. Because in marriage, one person will have a heart attack. High blood pressure. <laughs> so, um, when somebody is intimidated by you or is insecure, that's a red flag. Intimidation, let's say you are, you are doing well in your career, you are doing well in, in your finances, and the other person is not maybe doing as much as you are, whether the male or the female, and either of them, they are intimidated by that. They are intimidated, not like they are challenged to, to want to do more. They are intimidated, they are insecure. That, that's a red flag. Yeah, I talk about abuse. It can be verbal abuse. It can be sexual abuse. Emotional. You know, they constantly say words that hurt you, that make you feel bad. And they know what they are doing. It's not as though they are just joking. In fact, there are some jokes that shouldn't be accepted. If it's always, you know, making you feel bad, making you feel less of yourself, of who you are, you know, making you feel like a nobody, like you are nothing, then cover it at the end of the day with a smile or a laugh or let's say shawarma. Ah, you know, you have to run for your life. It's a red flag. So verbal abuse could, could be just always insulting you, making you feel less of yourself. Using words that you know very well will not they are not healthy for you. They are not helpful to your mental health, to your overall wellness and wholeness. It's a red flag. It could also be 
um, sexual abuse. You know, you know very well I don't want this. You know very well I don't like being touched in some sensitive parts. But you go all out trying to always touch even without my consent. That's abuse. That's sexual abuse. You want to touch my booze without my consent, just like that. You feel, oh, I can have my way. We are in a relationship. No, that's abuse. That's abuse. One day it will lead to rape. So it's unfortunate that in this part of the world, um, there's nothing like rape in marriage. So some, some people in marriages, they are being raped. You know, it's against their own consent. They, you know, spouses go all out. I must have my way. You know, even the way they communicate is totally wrong and off. So sexual ab- abuse could be verbal abuse too, like I said. Then, okay, I've made mention of um, values, intimidation, abuse, teachability is this person teachable is he or she teachable teachability is not just for one gender it is for both gender if the person always feels i am always right i'm never wrong it's a big issue because see no matter how perfect how perfect you think somebody is there will always be areas where he or she needs to work on there will always be days where you know that person just needs to be corrected maybe the person is or does something that is not completely right or okay. The person needs to be corrected. But if the person is the person that thinks I am always right 100%, like I can't say correction from anybody, it is a big red flag. It is. A, he should be accountable to someone. She should be accountable to someone. There should be somebody that this person takes correction from, that the person listens to. So if the person feels I'm always right and no, nobody in this life can correct me, it's a red flag. Because truth is, issues will come up at some point. And it's possible that the person doesn't want to listen to you, nobody wants to listen to each other. So who is capable of correcting this person? It's very important. If the person feels I'm always right, nobody can correct me, that's a red flag. Don't cover it and say, oh, it's, it's ego. Uh, it's ego. It's normal. It's ego. No, it's not normal. It's not normal. The he or she should be teachable. should be able to be at least to co- accept corrections from people or from somebody. Not necessarily. You can't, you can't take correction from everybody. But at least you, 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 you should be somebody that is teachable that can take correction. Absence of peace. When you don't have peace... In a relationship, whenever somebody call, maybe your your partner's call is coming in, you are scared, you're necessarily worried, anxiety, you're anxious, you can't even explain. You don't have peace in relationship. It's a red flag. What are you doing there? And that will take away your peace. It's not worth it. So if there's absence of peace in your mind, in your spirit, run for your life. It's not, it's not worth it. No relationship, nobody's worth taking your peace, your peace of mind. It's it's so important. So if you lack peace in the relationship, I say whenever the person calls or whenever the person says one or two things, you are you know you are just unnecessarily worried, scared, you're anxious over nothing. It's not worth it. There's something must be wrong, fundamentally wrong, because love is peaceable. Love is peaceful. Yes, there will be storm. Yes, there will be tough times. But you see, together with love, those times will, will become will become good. So even in the midst of storm, love still rejoices in in peace. 
So it is also the presence of peace amidst a storm. So if if your peace is 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 at stake, it's a red flag. If you can't if you can't beat your chest to say I have peace in this relationship sincerely or not trying to fake it, then it's a red flag. Then I also mentioned lack of commitment. Person is not really or ready to be committed to the relationship. Always giving excuses excuses oh let's hang out there's always an excuse let's do this there's always a... the person is not willing to totally commit to the relationship oh when are we going to settle down oh let's just be let's just be in this relationship for some time for some time time is counting the person has not even stated the purpose of the relationship why am i in a relationship why are we in this relationship what was what's the goal there's no goal there's no focus Let's just play around. You're not ready to be committed. What are you doing there? Or do you have the luxury of time to waste? So, commitment is very important. When there's lack of commitment, it's it's a red flag. And lastly, I've talked about selfishness, yes. So, I think those are red flags that we should take note of. When you lack your peace, when values do not align, person not teachable, not willing to take correction from people, intimidated by who you are, insecurity, abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, these are red flags. In fact, I don't know what to say. I just want to say that you are simply the best. And I could connect, I could relate to every single red flag you pointed out. And sincerely, I support you 100%. If you you are listening to me now, I mean you, if you are thinking that this person will change or or your partner is exhibiting any of these red flags, it's time to just sit down and talk it out with that particular person. Now, this is our last question, and I will want to ask. But before I do that, I want to share a short story of a relationship. It's pretty personal, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it. I I was dating someone some years back, and what happened was the person came to see me, you know, immediately after the person graduated, the person was two years of, a, ahead of me, and the person graduated, the person left school, and um, we just kind of like lost touch, right? We stopped talking, we stopped chatting. You know, that communication was not there anymore. We couldn't hang out so much because he was in another state. And then one day he came to see me and we got back together. We spent the whole day together laughing, you know, love rekindled. And he came to see me on a Wednesday. He did his introduction on a Friday, on that same Friday, like that same week. I was heartbroken. I was shattered. In short, my breakfast was served hot. I just want to ask for people that desire a good relationship, that desire a good marriage, but have been served breakfast in our normal English, but have gotten their hearts broken. How do they step back up? How do they tell their hearts, you know what, you deserve to be loved and you're going to get someone that loves you? How, How do they pull themselves back into looking for love or finding love Hmm. take a deep breath for those who have been served hot breakfast heartbroken it can really really be very very painful like i don't need the prophet to tell me it can be very very painful just like ikata narrated her own experience it's such a painful experience but truth is that life goes on right we still have to move on 
because there is still life ahead. There is still light ahead of us. So um, remaining on the ground is not is not the way forward. Your legs are forward-looking. Irrespective of what you go through in life, you must be forward-looking. I mean, irrespective of the storm that comes your way, irrespective of the challenge that comes your way, you must be forward-thinking. How do I move from here? So first of all, realize that, oh, it has happened, it has happened. Let's say you made a mistake or it was the mistake of another person. Whoever made the mistake, just forgive yourself and move on. You have to, first of all, forgive yourself. Because I know there, there's a tendency for you to say, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I didn't do this. I wish I was more, um, um, my tuition was more sharpened. I wish I was, I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't take this cancer. I took this cancer. Calm down. What has happened has happened. What we are thinking about now is the way forward. You have to forgive yourself. That's very, very important. You have to forgive yourself because sometimes you might be guilt-driven. Oh, I just didn't take this right action. So first thing, forgive yourself. It has happened and it has happened. Next thing, the next thing shouldn't be, oh, who is the next person to start life with? That should not be the next stage. Do not be so desperate for love after a heartbreak or, you know, being served a hot breakfast. <laughs> you know, like Hekata said, the next thing should not be you've been so desperate for love. Oh, who is the next person? Oh, this guy was asking me out. I think this is the best time for me to settle down. That's a big mistake. It's not the best time. Your point of vulnerability is not the best time for you to make a decision as regards who you are going to date, who you are going, sorry, who you are going to be in a relationship with. Your vulnerability point is not the point where you make such decision of who you're going to be in a relationship with because you don't want to end up making another mistake or you don't want to end up having your heart shattered. So don't be desperate for love. At that point, you are very vulnerable and you can fall for anything. I mean anything, whether genuine or not genuine. Give your time to heal. As in, allow your heart to heal. Allow yourself to heal. Gain wholeness. Recover from the heartbreak. Sincerely recover from it first. Before looking for, oh, who is the next person? Oh, this person has been asking me out. Especially if you have a lineup of maybe guys in your life. Even if you don't. After you told yourself, oh, it's time to move on, you're forgiving yourself. The next thing is to forgive yourself. Sorry, I've talked about forgiving yourself. Is to recover. Allow time. Give yourself time to heal from the wound. Don't be desperate for love. Thirdly, continue building yourself. Yes, build yourself. Work on yourself. It's possible maybe you made one or two mistakes that resulted in that relationship not working. What are those mistakes? What are those things you need to work on? Is it your attitude? Is it your character? Is it maybe as regards your your mental development, building yourself, adding a skill to your life, a course, taking a course? Build yourself. Sharpen what needs to be sharpened in your life. The way you are now, will you marry you? Are there things that you need to work on? Don't just say, oh, nobody's perfect. Let's relax. No, 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 no. If there are areas you need to work on, work on it. It could be your career. It could be your business. It could be your mental health. It could be your spiritual life. Take out time and build those areas. Don't ignore it. It's not a time to start being desperate or start um, haunting for the next guy. No, no, no. 
or the next lady build yourself you've recovered now build yourself add value yes there's always more there's always more add value to yourself and that thing is get rid of entitlement mentality don't say oh after all these years i've waited after all these years look at what i ended up with you know a heartbreak and all come on get rid of entitlement mentality it is the way forward now and for some persons that maybe probably they are virgins, you don't say, oh, oh, imagine being a virgin and I still had uh, um, um, issues with, with breaking up with a relationship. You know, maybe somebody's shattering my heart. You know, despite the fact that I'm a virgin, I've kept myself. Stop that entitlement mentality. I might try to water that virginity. No, I got married as a virgin. I'm so proud of it. No regrets. Zero regrets. Like, I'm so proud of it. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fantastic. So, but I'm not trying to water down virginity. But don't see it as an entitlement mentality and you hold it. Oh, you can imagine. You know, after keeping myself, I still had heartbreak. Or, I, you know, this person still offended me and resulted to an heartbreak. Come on, calm down. Get rid of that entitlement mentality. You deserve It's true you deserve the best. Nothing but the best. But there's a thin line between that and entitlement mentality. So you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Very important. Then, understand who you are. Identity matters a lot too when you are recovering. Just go back and sit yourself down. Who am I really? Understand your identity so that you don't fall for identity crisis and you want to just settle for anything. Because if you don't even understand who you are, then you're, you're likely going to settle with anything. I mean anything. And you end up getting married and you, 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 you are not part of the bad wagon that says marriage has come. Just because of your own thoughts. So, it's important that you take time to understand. Remind yourself of who you are. Remind you, just take out time, sit down. Who am I really? What do I stand for? What do I represent? Then lastly, remember the Lord in the days of your youth. So yes, you've had a heartbreak. You've been set hot breakfast. It is time to run back to your creator. It is time to run back to the Lord. Embrace him like your whole life depends on him. Because your life actually depends on him. And you know what? Do you know that the Lord God is actually more interested in you? In your life, in your relationship, more than you are. At the point when I was anxious, oh, will I ever get somebody good to get married to? That was what God told me. Do you know I'm more interested in you, in your life, in your future, in everything about you than you are? That was what He told me. And I ran with it. It's it's melted the fears when I heard that. That God is more interested in my marriage than I am. I was busy, being worried, being anxious. Oh God, will I ever find somebody so good, so this, so that? And God told me, I am more interested in you and your life than you are. So calm down. I would rather follow somebody who is more interested in me than I am, who knows my future more than I am, you know, than settling down for worry and depression. So it's very important that at this point, embrace the Lord with the whole of your heart. Like, is your lifeline? Is your lifeline? Like, your life depends on it because He is your lifeline, actually. And for those who have been heartbroken too, my last counsel on this is please never see marriage as, as an end. 
in itself. Marriage is not an end in itself. There's life after marriage. Honestly, there is. And I'm grateful to God that I understood this early in life. And it's really helping me to date in my marriage. There's life after marriage. We have to understand this very important. There is life after marriage. So as you're preparing for your marriage too, oh, you want a relationship, you want this. What's the life after marriage that you want too? Sit down and carefully, you know, plan it out with the help of God. How do I want my life to look like after marriage? Don't just fantasize and, you know, fairy tale dream and all that. No, sit down and work towards actualizing that goal. Marriage is just one of the means to an end. It's not an end in itself. It's not an end in itself. There are so many things to do. There are so many goals to smash. So please, don't don't leave yourself in that state that, oh, we get married to me, this, this, this. You just see marriage like it is the beginning and the end of life. No, it is very important, but please, it's not an end in itself. There's life after marriage. So still take out time to sit down. What will I be doing after marriage? How do I like my life? How would I want my life to look like? It will also help you in making decisions as regards who to get married to. Because you have an idea of how your future should look like. You don't have to have the whole picture. God has the whole picture. And that's why you have to work with him with Him at every point in time. It's very important. So please, it's, I just wanted to also make mention of that. I, I, am, I am grateful. Thank you so much. One point you talked about that really hit me is your legs are facing forward. Or they are looking, they are forward looking. And that means no matter what you have gone through, you that you are listening to me, or no matter what you are going through, your leg is looking forward. So you have to keep moving forward. Success, thank you so much. I am so grateful. I have learned a lot in less than 40 minutes. I have learned a lot. Thank you very much. Please, I would want you to drop your handles. I know there are going to be lots of questions. Truth is, I'm supposed to have a question session and hopefully I will have, I still want to call you back because you mentioned something about marital rape. I really want us to talk about that in the context of the law and in marriage, right? So there are going to be lots of questions coming to you. Please drop your handles. How can we reach you? How can we talk to you? Some persons really need counseling. How can we get advice, good counsel? So drop your handles. Let's get to connect with you on every platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, every platform, please. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mary Kata. I'm really grateful, grateful to be doing this. Okay, my handles um, on Facebook, I'm Success August, that's O-G-H-O-S. On Instagram, I'm Success August On LinkedIn, Success August On, um, yes. I've mentioned my IG, my IG account, like I said, Success August Society, Facebook Success August, then my LinkedIn in Success August Society, same thing as my um, Instagram account. Thank you so much for having me. Hmm. So we have had it all. What love is, what sacrifice is in love and how to dust yourself up after being served hot breakfast, which 
happens actually. Now, I want to thank you for listening this far. I want to thank you for paying attention. I want to thank you for following Ikata, the Ikata's podcast. I want to say thank you very much to my guest, Success Osasogi Osaretin. I want to say I love you. Thank you so much for coming through for me on such a short notice. Thank you very, very much. And I wish you a beautiful Valentine now. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram. If you know you are not following me, follow me on Instagram now at ekspod underscore pen, E-K-S-P-O-D underscore P-E-N. Now that is where I post all of my podcast snippets and also I post my Akata and Date series. Now, if you have never heard of that before, let me just quickly inform you. I run a date series on WordPress. You can assess it by going to dailyrealities.wordpress.com dailyrealities with double s dot wordpress.com there all of the gist all of the stories all of the dates you're going to laugh you're going to be happy you're going to be entertained you're going to be informed and then you get a platform where you can actually relate with me when it comes to finding love if you know you are missing out on all of that i have like 16 stories on that blog Go and check it out, dailyrealities.wordpress.com. Now, have a lovely week. Have a beautiful evening. Do not ever feel pressured. Pray, believe, and work on yourself. Always believe that you deserve the best and you will get the best. You will get the best. This is why I call it a wrap on the Akatis podcast. I'm so happy that you joined me. I love you so, 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 so much. Till we meet again, which is God willing, next week. Next week, I have a beautiful guest on set. His name is Henry Ojo, and we are going to be discussing legit hustle, how to make money online as in you are cashing out on a steady and you are not doing anything fraudulent. We're going to be discussing Legit Hustle next week and I cannot wait because I know that this, my guest, is coming loaded. Until then, keep repeating, keep listening to this podcast episode. You keep learning every day. I love you. I miss you. I cannot wait to hug you. I cannot wait to see you. And I cannot wait to hear good news about you. Be the best this week and enjoy your week. Bye-bye.